0: Welcome back, bad beat, on these streets. Hey! Welcome to the Keith Battle Podcast. Thanks for joining in today. So good to be back with y'all. I'm excited about today's topic because I like it. I like talking about business and I like, to, like talking about relationships and particularly I like talking about finances. And today we're going to talk about money, your money your family's money, missing money, good stuff about money, stuff we need to lo- learn and understand about money. And What I like today is, is that we're gonna hear it on a street level. It's, It's got, the, our guest today has, he has uh, Wall Street level information, but he has Southeast level communication. <laughs> he can get it to us anywhere, anywhere we need to package it. Thank you so much Martin Booker for being with us Glad to have you on the podcast of today. Of course. Thank Glad you for to be being here. here, man. We're talking about money, and I'm really impressed, man, because I first discovered your passion for finances just on social media. Like, I would just see your post, and I was like, wow, that's some good stuff, he's saying. And, and then I would just check you out every now and then, and it was consistent. Like, this is your thing. Like, he's about this space, you know? Like, you, you see people when we talk about everything. Like, I talk about all kinds of stuff, right, mm-hmm. because of my job, I have can't just talk about one thing but like you really are burdened about this so tell me how you how this came about in your life how'd you get in this financial space and and what what kind of training and kind of what's your what's your pathway tell us a little bit about you introduce yourself to our audience and how and how you got to this space perfect well to start just want you to know i got a new slogan so um, i'm gonna tell everybody i got wall street education with southeast uh
1: what you say? Communication. Southeast communication. Yeah. I'm we all can take for it, it from huh? We can take <laughs> it
0: from the Wall Street to uh F Street. Uh there huh? it is. There Whatever it is. we gotta do. Any Whatever. of them street. C street. Yeah. East Capitol Street. A- yeah, East Capitol.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> all of those, yeah. From the suite to the street. Yeah, um I so love it. so yeah, so for me, so I um background wise, so I, I started out I say like through school and um in just training like i started off uh in in social work school Mm -hmm. so i was always you know learning about um um it was just learning about people and understanding Mm -hmm. people understanding communities and uh and things of that nature and when i went into it honestly it was a it was a it was two sides it was i was going to business school or social work started out in business i took one social work class and loved it and i was like you know what it's something about this people thing Mm-hmm. Um and understanding people that I really want to take into um mm-hmm. that I really want to learn about, and when I went and when I was going into social work, one of the things they told me was that you know social workers don't make no money mm. and I said, Oh well i don't I mean there's a lot of ways to make money outside your degree, you know like your your formal education isn't the only way to make money right. to start so I'm thinking like oh, I could you know I could rent out property, I could do all types of other forms and have side hustles that can help me make money, so that didn't deter me at all mm-hmm. once they said oh um. Being a social worker, you're not going to make no money. I said, well, we can, you know, that's not a good enough excuse. I want to learn that because I want to make a difference in lives. Um, I'll make the money in other ways if that's the case. Mm -hmm. Um, So went through through social work school. But one of the big things for me was um, I wanted to see people um, that was either in poverty or on one socioeconomic class go up to the next one. So uh, make money um, um, be better with their finances and just continue to build up. Mm -hmm. So, Mm so initially it was, let's get people out of poverty. So I was in school, went to Connecticut, uh, was working in like the poverty space. That was all of the focus was, um, on uh, policies for people in poverty, figuring out ways to advocate for people in poverty and doing that type of work, Mm -hmm. Moved back to DC, um, uh, after I graduated from Connecticut. And went to start working in the hunger space. So it was still in that hu- that po- uh, poverty space. Mm-hmm. Um, and one of the things I would notice working in the hunger space is you see the exact same people in line every month. Mm. And it was just this thing where <laughs> I was, in my mind, I would always say, well, how can we not shorten in this line? Mm-hmm. If anything, um, if you get a bag of food this month, you shouldn't, you know, at like at some point within a couple years, if if you're using this these groceries in a way to replace a bill or something like that, at some point, you may not need to be here, you but I was recover. There. yep, yeah, from so whatever
0: I, hole you're in, yeah
1: I was there for five years, and I would see the exact same people, and the lines were getting longer, mm. so I was just like, all right, something, you know, this isn't exactly what I went into the poverty space for, mm-hmm. so um one of the coolest things happened when i l- when I was leaving my job i um I told them. Well when I was uh, my last day at work, they always do a celebration mm-hmm. uh, love the way that they would they would uh have employees leave mm-hmm. but um they would do the celebration and people would speak talk about you and I said at that at that usually they'll have you do a speech right mm-hmm. so at the speech, what I did was I pitched to the entire organization that I was going off to do uh personal finance mm-hmm. I was going to teach people about money um and I told them you know if send your children to me i'll talk to them about money i'll make Mm -hmm. sure that they know it at the time i had no job lined up Mm -hmm. i didn't even start posting yet on instagram that i was going to talk about money Mm -hmm. um so i um left i think for like three months i would like do some contracting and stuff like that for different companies uh with with different companies and then i landed a job um with the organization that taught about personal finance and i would do credit coaching teach people about budgeting Mm -hmm. um help people uh, help people fix their credit talk to them about investing how to save money just different all different topics about money and while i was doing it i'm like man this is some good content yeah so i started taking the content that i was um teaching and some of the photos and stuff that i would find and use in powerpoint slides and i said let me just post this on instagram like people i'm sure there's a ton of people who might not know this because i was learning some of it you Mm -hmm. know as i was going so i just started posting it and that's how that's how it happened and It's one of those things where it was like this is the space where I'm staying. Um, Good. um, So I kept posting and still posting to this day, and it's just becoming
0: yeah, you know, a great thing. And I'm I'm one of your followers. So how can people? Let's just tell them now how they can follow you on social media. How can people get to you? Where is your? What's your social? Mar Mar Ten. Yep. M A R One Zero Booker B O O K E R. On that's on Instagram again. That's M A R One Zero. Martin, that's cool, Booker. Uh, and then on Facebook, just Martin Booker. Yeah, you can find me at Martin Booker. And you're also on Twitter as Mar. 10 yeah number 10, ten. ten. yep that's my yeah. instagram and twitter yeah. um, i use and i
1: use those platforms completely different oddly enough it's probably not the not the best thing to do to use your platforms differently but instagram that's where it's very structured i post a very very specific
0: types of posts and so those are f- mostly financially based right yeah yeah, yeah. and, and it's good stuff yeah that's thanks good, I, good. I appreciate
1: that on facebook i do financial posts too but it, it has a lot more of my personality into it i just i joke around i like to just Crap jokes it's fun it's just fun to be to joke and laugh all day to me you know Um, all that yeah and and when it comes to money people don't you know it's a it's a delicate topic right like if you're showing me all your finances you're exposing your whole self to me right um so i want to let you know i want let's make fun of a couple of things that we did as mistakes Mm -hmm. let's um let's let's make light of our of our you know some of our past mistakes and some of the things we don't know um but then let's consistently work hard to be better Right, yeah. so let's let's get better with our money. But also on Facebook I just post I post goofy stuff yeah, man. and yeah. you know and it's just so
0: you, you're letting people know ahead of time. Let's Yeah, when you don't go in there and you gonna Not, see the other you post wanna, you wanna laugh. Yeah, you are gonna yeah, see the other post too. I'm gonna post both. Let's let's talk about some of the things that are important to you that you feel people need to know. So, you know, in our study we 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 tend to, to attract a younger audience on this podcast and So I want to kind of hear your heart on what, you know, just walk us through some things you feel like need to be understood in this, in this financial space that maybe people have a level of ignorance about that just, just kind of walk through some things, um, that just jump out at you. Maybe, you know, maybe we can start with what you call cultural money pits, right? So if, if that's a good place to start, um, what would you say are cultural money pits? All right, yep. So, so some of the things that um, that I think we just do, some of the
1: things that are just like cultural norms, right? So, some of the mm-hmm. some of the things that we've we've seen, we've been exposed to, things that we just understand to be the way of life, right? Mm-hmm. And um, and when we, you know, and and some of those things cost us a whole lot, and they they take away from a lot of what we can't, what we could be doing to help us out financially so I look at those as kind of like our cultural money pits and I'll say so um one of the I'd say one of the big ones um for me is that like that whole fear of missing out right so mm-hmm. and that's like a that's a real uh, is you hear it more like as a millennial thing like you know you got to be where you know you got to be where things are and I and I get it so mm-hmm. I like one for broccoli city fest it just passed right mm-hmm, you mm-hmm. you heard about that yeah. festival sure. so and I I well, it was
0: it, it was in it, it happened in May though right yeah, sometime was, in April. Yeah, in yeah, the yeah, April. Yeah yeah, 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 it was it just passed, right? right? right so, right. you know, the
1: amigos, Cardi B, everybody there. Mm-hmm. They had a they had two artists I really wanted to see. Mm-hmm. And I didn't buy tickets and I'm sitting there like, man, you know, you, you, I mean, the day of I'm sitting there thinking like, ah, I, should, I really should have bought those tickets. But um that that whole idea of um of uh, just missing out on things Right mm-hmm. they all the brunches Right You gotta hit every brunch Every mm-hmm. summer Cause it's you know It's gonna be lit Right mm-hmm. So we You wanna hit every brunch But I, I I got this thing I keep saying That FOMO It's gonna turn you Into a hobo You'll mess mm-hmm. around And be <laughs> You're gonna be uh, mm-hmm. Living You know Living on the streets Messing around um, uh, With that whole trying fear Trying to keep mm-hmm. up With everything Yep Trying to be everywhere You know Every party So you know Being careful of that um, The image thing You know So with the, the Clothing and dressing I'm I'm all for, I like to buy, I like to buy nice clothes too, right? But, mm-hmm. um, it's just a matter of making sure that it's prioritized within, within a budget. It's making sure that you got the other priorities in order. So are you investing? Are you saving? Do you have these things in order? Some of the things that are going to really matter later. Right. Mm-hmm. And, um, will it's easy to get into that habit of, you know, I'm, I'm gonna just keep buying. I'm gonna keep having all this, st- all this stuff mm-hmm. and not really paying attention
0: to your future until it's at the point when you really need it. So, yeah. um, you know, so it's just I, it's, it's interesting you bring up image when it comes to finances, because, you know, the, some of the wealthiest people in the world. In fact, my trainer today, one of the people he was telling me about the trains, sells jets and he lives in a house. And, you know, um, in his house, there's so so he has a gym in his house. This that's equivalent to the gym he trains me in, which is a community center. He, is, he has all equipment, and then there's a waiting room outside of his gym where their televisions and different things where you wait to go into his gym, but it's only where he works out with a trainer. He wants personal attention. He wants everything to be there, mm-hmm. but this guy has all his money, and but he walks out, he's got on a button-up, he's got on some jeans, and he's got his little bag in his hand, right? And he wears the same thing all the time and somebody told me that mark zuckerberg is like that like these guys just wear like sweats mm-hmm. and the reason why they do that is because they don't want to waste time standing in a closet trying to coordinate something that's time they could have been spending thinking using their intellectual power to make money and make deals whereas you know people that don't have money we spend like you know an hour and two hours buying an outfit then the hour laying it out and we broke as i don't know what so mm-hmm. It's interesting how some of the wealthiest people view just the whole image thing. Like, some of the people that have the most money don't look like they have it. Right. And the person that's best dressed in the room may be the person in the greatest financial peril in the room because their priorities, you know, are not aligned. So they don't have any assets. Oh, yeah. They just have a lot of stuff that doesn't add real value to their bottom line, to their portfolio, yeah. right? Closets mean though. The oh. Closet game is mean. Biggest closet you've seen, right? More yeah. clothes, more variety, more
1: colors yeah. than you've ever seen. And
0: bro? I'm, I'm with you. I like clothes. Yeah. So I'm yeah. not, I'm not, I'm not condemning, but I want to be. But I also like wealth. Yeah. Which, which if I gotta choose, I'm gonna rather look, rather look bad. And be well. Yeah. I think I've think i matured to that now. Yeah,
1: and right. And, yeah, it's a good thing to mature to because when it takes too long, <laughs> <Yeah>. that's, <laughs> that's Ready, when you take you too, too long to mature to that point. <clears throat> that's when it late. gets tough. And that's another. But, you know, so the image thing, and it goes so far beyond clothing. It's the, you know, it's the what I drive.
0: It's the what I, you know. Mm-hmm. He all drives a Jetta. This this is, by the way, 2000 Jetta is uh-huh. what the guy drives to work. The guy who sell jets. <laughs> sell sells jets. Sells to jets to drive right. jets, Jetta, yeah, Right, yeah. yeah, yeah. That's pretty, I mean, yeah, that's pretty yeah. dope, though, right? Like, But he has, he, you know, in fairness, he has five Ferraris. Oh, all right. <laughs> but he doesn't drive them, right? He doesn't drive to work in it. Uh-huh. So, now, that's an oxymoron. I don't know what, he's, what that's about. Maybe he's trying to drive to work and look broke. Yeah, but he know. can whip out a Ferrari whenever he, whenever he needs to, I guess, to show his clients that I'm legit. on do know that I do have it. <laughs> right, right. And he could probably buy a couple more Ferraris if he wanted to, right? Yeah, so he probably
1: has it. Yeah, he drives his Jetta, and that's the one with with that cultural thing. though. Know, I always, um, I remember growing up, I always thought that the like the family member that had the best looking stuff that mm-hmm. was the one you wanted to be like because you assumed that they had all the money, right? They had the, the biggest house in the family, yeah, the nicest car. So I always, you know, that's kind of who I would who I would look up to and think, "Oh, that's who I want to be like." Now Kind of knowing what I know And it's, it's a book called The Millionaire Next Door mm-hmm. uh, That's one of the I really yeah. like that book Yeah And that's one Like you start reading that And you realize Like the whole premise of the book Is how this guy was looking For millionaires He went into the big neighborhoods Thinking that that's where The millionaires were mm-hmm. He said there were no millionaires In those neighborhoods He mm-hmm. would go to these neighborhoods With real modest houses mm-hmm. Real simple structures, trucks
0: Yep Flannel shirts Yep and Overalls And that's where he and found the, where the millionaires yeah. So you know
1: so And that's just It's an interesting thing
0: Yeah you talk about financial predators, um, tax debt relief, payday loans. One of them that jumps out at me is student loans, student student loan debt forgiveness. Oh, yeah. I know we got a lot of people listening to this podcast that have student loans. What do you mean when you say a student loan debt forgiveness uh, is a predator? Yeah. So so
1: um, right now, so there's there's one official federal student loan program that's been launched. Mm-hmm. Um, but there are thousands of commercials that say, oh, "You are you in student loan debt? We can relieve your debt." You know, so it's it's like it's this thing about um, uh, it's this thing where there are companies that'll come come in and say we can do this for you, mm-hmm. but they can't do it for you. Like these are things that they cannot do. So I've um, I've I got this thing. I always say I say if if the company has a commercial and they say that they can help you with money, they really can't. They lie. They are completely lying. There's um. Um, and I'll just tell you a quick story. I had a lady. I was working with her. We working on fixing up her credit. I helped her. Um, I showed her exactly what to do to get her student loans in order. Mm-hmm. She had them in default. Default. There's a program where if your student loans are in default and you haven't paid, you can s- get on a payment plan, paying nine, uh, five dollars a month mm-hmm. for nine months straight, and you um, you can reverse your student loans out of default. So now they're back in good standing, and your credit is back in in order. Mm-hmm. Um, so that right there is probably one of the best. Uh, student loan rehab programs that's out there. And it, it, they're not taking any money back. They're not saying, all right, we're going to lower your, lower your balance. Right. They're just simply rehabbing it so that you can start paying, so that you're back in good standing, so that if you needed to go back to college, you now can because your student loans aren't in default. Um, you can do some things that you, you need to do. But for this, this lady, we set her up. She was on her $5 a month plan. She saw a commercial. She came to my office and said, hey, did you ever see that commercial about the student loan? The moment somebody come to me and ask me if they seen a the commercial, mm-hmm. I already know they got got. Like, right. at that moment, I know you just got set up. And for her, she said, you seen the commercial? I said, no, nah, I ain't seen that commercial because I, <laughs> mm-hmm. I, I don't know if I saw that exact one. But um, she told me, the commercial, they set me up to pay $125 a month for something like uh, nine months or something like mm-hmm. that. And she, so she was going to pay them this amount, over $1,000. She was paying them, and they told her that they were going to relieve her student loan debt. Mm. When I read the contract for, her, I said, um this loan all they're doing is consolidating your student loans mm. so they were gonna just take all their loans and put them into one she said, um, I said call your call your loan servicer they mm. can do that for free for you mm-hmm. so she and she did it but by the time she talked to me, she made four payments she had already gave them five hundred dollars they didn't she said they h- weren't really answering the phone too much they hadn't done sure. too much so you know it's like and but I'm just like you know I Even wish you was getting d- a phone call like that. It's they, somebody trying to get out of the deal. Because they found out that, you know, yeah. you talk fancy to me somebody on the phone. like yep. well <laughs> Yeah, they, she don't. Yep. We, we, we only want to talk to you when you sleep. Yeah, exactly. Right. Yeah. And we're going to talk fancy to you, get you to sign the
0: paperwork, get a couple payments out you, and then you'll find out that it ain't good. You know, it's a part of me that feels like almost sad and like the, the world we live in would manipulate people like that, you know? Oh, yeah. But, you know, sad or not, it happens. Yeah. There's manipulation everywhere. Tell us something about any other predators to be on the lookout for out there that Yep. It's a it's a big one. I probably can't say their name. I don't want them to
1: sue me yet. I don't mm-hmm. um well I don't want them to sue me ever. Yeah. And, uh, you know, but they, yeah. So um but is it's when you talk about like car loans, right? So um mm-hmm. car loans, payday loans, those are some of the worst um situations. Mm-hmm. And um I'd say it's the companies that'll tell you no money down, you know, um mm-hmm. your jobs, your credit. Mm-hmm. When you start hearing stuff like that, right? Stay away because your, your job,
0: so you I'll ain't say, gonna have no money left. I'll say that sounds like an Eastern Motors commercial, but they, you didn't say it. Yeah, I, I, I appreciate you saying that. Eastern Motors, your jobs your credit. Your jobs your credit, and those things. Eastern Motors. Uh huh. Got the good little, little song and dance. Uh huh different players of athletes on there. At so that's a, that's a trip. That's a that's a trap. Huh? Complete
1: trap. So any any company that's going to give you a loan while your credit's bad, they are about to give you one of the worst loans that you could possibly get. I got a I got a gentleman who got a loan through one of those companies. His loan, he's paying 25% interest mm. on a car loan. This was a 2014 Toyota. He had um the car he was paying um, twenty one thousand. That's how much the car cost. Mm-hmm. He's paying another eighteen thousand in in, um, in interest over, on the, that car. Of the, lo- over on the life on of the life loan. Over the life of that loan, another because his it, jobs is credit. Because his jobs is credit, and that's twenty five percent interest. Twenty five percent interest rate on a car loan. That's credit card interest rate prices. So and that's, that's higher than
0: a credit card interest.
1: Rate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, and you know that's so like that's like mafia interest. Exactly. That's exactly. It's like if you owe the, the mob. Yeah, and that's what. So those type of situations, it's like you get caught in that. Your it's the I think f- for that gentleman, his car his car note was five hundred and forty seven dollars on a two thousand fourteen. It was like a Grand Caravan or something along mm-hmm. those lines. Mm-hmm. But you know, in those situations, it's. I needed I needed this car to get back and forth to work. So I went ahead and got this loan, you mm-hmm. know, and it was with a company that's going to give me one of the worst loans I could possibly get. Um, but I took it in order to start driving and I'm paying astronomical prices for it. There's another um, mm-hmm. this guy, he put, he, he put it this way. They were saying with. um So when it comes to credit, right, they mm-hmm. say with with uh, with gr- good credit, I can drive Benzes for Honda prices. Mm. But with bad credit, I drive Hondas for mm. Benz prices. Wow. You know, so and it's just that idea that, that those interest so, rates. Again.
0: So if credit is so important, mm. what do you say to people out there who can honestly say my credit is not good now? Some of it's just bad decisions. Some of it's poor management. Some of it was immaturity. Mm. Some of it, you know, I got in, got involved, and somebody else messed it up. What do you say to people? Like, what is if there's a credit repair? scams out there. What is the best way what is the Martin Booker credit repair plan, so mm-hmm. to speak?
1: Yep, all right. So, I'm going to point out three things. Um, and I want to make sure I'll make sure I'll miss any of these. So, mm-hmm. one, all right. So, I'm a, I'm going to talk about so credit repair. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm t- I want to talk about credit repair as a whole, how you can do it and the way it works. The other thing is that credit um the piece the, uh, there's a piece about credit where I'll say credit credit isn't everything. So mm-hmm. there's a lot of people that have that misconception that credit is everything. So I'm going to talk about that and make sure that I um, let you know that, you know, credit isn't everything. And then that third thing I want to talk about, just um, credit in general and how mm-hmm. it, you know, how it's, how we get it back where it needs to be. Okay. Um. All right, so when we talk about credit repair, mm-hmm. I always say, so credit repair, it's very similar to um. It's just like getting your car fixed, right? Mm-hmm. If you had the time and you knew how, you go change your you go change your oil yourself, right? Mm-hmm. You can go rebuild your engine, do whatever. All those things that they say to do, you would do them yourself. Cause, mm-hmm. and, and you would pay way less, right? If you only had to pay for parts at a car, for car service, you wouldn't pay hardly anything. Mm-hmm. Um, so when it comes to credit repair, if you pay for credit repair, you're simply paying because you didn't know that you could do it for free. Mm. or you didn't have the time to do it. On all three credit bureau websites, you can go on there free of charge, pull up your credit report, um, and if you got things that are errors on your credit, you can dispute those free of charge. Mm -hmm. You don't have to pay anybody for that. That's typically what a credit repair company is going to do when they uh, pull your credit. Mm -hmm. First Mm -hmm. thing they're doing is they're just disputing everything. Mm -hmm. So, you know, (coughs) they may send letters in directly, which if you needed to, there's templates online. If you wanted to send a letter directly to all three credit bureaus, pull up a template online. Type in your account numbers and all of what's on your credit report and mail it in. Mm-hmm. Um, but I mean, if you want to do it by mail, if you want to do it online, you just go to all three credit bureau websites: mm-hmm. go to Experian, TransUnion, and um, Equifax. Mm-hmm. Go on their websites; you can dispute items free of charge. So, when it comes to credit repair, you don't have to pay for it if you don't want to. If it's just, but you're gonna your your payment is gonna be your time. Yeah. Yep. So you're trading imagine. out. You're trading out some time. But and once you know what you're doing, I. I I, I help people dispute stuff when they credit in ten minutes tops per mm. bureau so it t- it's like a thirty minute process of doing a dispute in all three um disputing items with all three bureaus so it's not it's not a hard process <coughs> so when it comes to credit repair it's it's a time thing and it's just knowing if you're gonna pay for credit repair, do know this credit repair companies that are charging you monthly they're charging you monthly to do something that they can do in one month. so mm-hmm. you got to be careful with that and I hate to expose all you credit repair folks out there but um. Mm-hmm. You know, you charging charging somebody ninety nine dollars a month. You could technically do that in one month and be done. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, go on the bureau websites. Um, mm-hmm. The whole idea that credit is everything. So I don't, I, I I can't stand that slogan. I don't know who came up with it. So you may need your credit if you're. Um, to me, credit is used on big big business deals. Use mm-hmm. it to buy a house or asset that's gonna that's gonna go up in value. Um, aside from that, you should like you know using your credit on small things to buy a pair of shoes um even vehicles i think that you can finance those by sa- you can save money and buy and pay for a car right you mm-hmm. just you save up the money but um the whole idea so i always say um build your credit and make sure your credit's good but don't rely on it to live okay. if every month i got to tap into my credit card in order to cover all of my expenses i'm relying on credit to live my life mm-hmm. um and i and i'd say just don't rely on credit it's mm-hmm. not something that you you have to have right it's not something you have to use and when it comes to to your credit um and making payments one of the best ways to build your credit and not have debt is a credit card so Hmm. and it's a a tricky thing when it comes to credit cards because it works two ways so a credit card you're usually going to get your your highest interest rates when it comes to loans right Mm -hmm. um but if i use a credit card If I use a credit card on just things that I have to pay every month Mm -hmm. and pay the full balance off every month, Mm -hmm. I don't pay any interest on that credit card. Right. And I've gotten the same activity that I would have gotten if I would have just made the minimum payment. Mm -hmm. Um, So that's always say the best way if if I'm using my credit card, I'm pulling it out, putting money on my smart trip if I got to travel to work. So I'm using it on my travel. The money I would have used out of my pocket to pay for that travel, I just used that and paid a full balance back off. I didn't pay any interest that month. I got my payment history i got I kept my debt low. I've done all the things I needed to do without giving that credit card company anything that's good. That's so good. you know that's, that's one really of the good yeah and and doing that's that good. doing that as opposed to just paying a car note to build your credit. I don't have any more debt by using that uh credit card so that's yeah, a that's a that's critical sh- thing
0: that's good. And that then, is good.
1: Yeah. And what was the third thing? Oh, just when it comes to do I – so if I got bad credit, I need to just start building my credit. Uh, one of the first things you do, look at your credit report. If there's anything on there that's pretty old that you can get off, get it um, – start – Help start working to remove those things. Remember, items stay on your credit report for seven years. So if it's if it's six years and nine months in, you might let it fall off in three years and it's gone. You mm-hmm. know, mm-hmm. and then three no credit. Months, three months. Yeah. You, oh yeah. What mm-hmm. I say. Three years. Yeah. yeah. So after three months, it's gone. Mm-hmm. You'll never see it again um, uh, on your credit report. Uh, but when it comes to credit, it's like it's one of those things where if you have the money and you're willing to, you just just some d- discretionary income or some. Mm-hmm. Um, you can, If you're willing and you're ready, you can start to make the payments and start to do what you have to do to build your credit. Mm-hmm. Um, if you feel like you're maxed out, you're not, you can't get any loans, go get a secure credit card. They'll give you a secure credit card as long as you put the money up front, and you can use that to just start to build some positive activity on your credit.
0: Um, I love it. it. I love it. I love it. Obviously, we want to talk about apps and tools that are helpful because this generation you know, I got apps on my phone that my kid, my daughter, or my son, or somebody tell me to get, and I can't even use. It, like it's a cash app on here, <laughs> like, and I get frustrated just trying to, you know, get a password and stuff. But like, what apps and tools are beneficial um, that you find out here um, as it relates to managing your money, paying bills? You know, can you handle all of your financial affairs through apps? Through app, you know. It, pretty close is it set, set up that way yeah well good to know that you got cash app i'm am going to send you a,
1: uh, a request to send me a couple of dollars since I know that you got cash <laughs> app now um, no, um yeah you could you could uh, it's not much that i actually log online or do or do outside of apps at this point really? i invest Which my, apps do you use so i invest through my apps so i use vanguard i use vanguard's direct app um vanguard when i get big i want to check for dropping your name um Mm -hmm. but i use vanguard for um for um investing Mm -hmm. so i go buy i go buy stocks or i go buy the um like the index funds that i that i purchase i Mm -hmm. buy right through vanguard i can do that on my phone Mm -hmm. i use personal capital to track my net worth so i can Mm -hmm. know how much i'm worth and um i want everybody to know your net worth is more important than your credit score is more important than your your um yeah w2 every every year so knowing your net worth that's a real important thing to mm-hmm. know so mm-hmm. um so i track my net worth through personal capital um i use let me see i got a i got a folder on here called finance so um payments i get payments through cash app venmo or paypal i'll mm-hmm. use those to send or get money
0: now when you track your net worth mm-hmm. you have to continue to update new information like here's what my new balance is in this account here's what my new I don't know car loan balance or mortgage payment balances. You have to continue to update that information to get the, the you know, the number to print out. Like here's what you're worth now.
1: Uh no. So personal capital. The way personal capital works is you link all of your accounts to them. So uh-huh. I can, I link my bank. I can link my bank account. I can link my credit card. And I can link. I'll just say three, just to be. uh just for, I'll say uh, bank account, credit card, and my Vanguard account. Mm-hmm. If I link those three, every time my investments go up and i make money, personal capital is tracking that. Every time i spend on my credit card, personal capital is dropping my net worth if my um if if my credit card balance goes up. Every mm-hmm. time my bank account balance gets lower or higher, bet personal capital is tracking that so mm-hmm. that
0: they can balance my net worth for got what it. it is. Got it. Got yeah. it. This is great, man. This is great. Excellent. 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 Quick question. What are your thoughts on if a person is in a situation and, and they're you know, torn between do I get out of debt, try to pay my house off, or try to build my savings up? Or like, do you have a debt versus savings kind of philosophy? Is it either or? Is it both and? Is it 50 50? Like, what's more important in the overall scope of a person's financial picture? Is it more important that they are reducing debt or building? Well, yeah, building yeah. cash or whatever. What would it, would it, is there? do you have even a uh, do you have an opinion on that
1: yep yep so when i um and this goes yeah so yep so first thing so first thing so clearing debt is clearing debt is is going to be one of your first things you want to do and the main thing you want to do is clear consumer debt Mm -hmm. so all your interest rates that are super high those are the ones you want to get rid of getting rid of credit card debt um car loans those Mm -hmm. are some of your higher debt items Mm -hmm. right so Mm -hmm. i want to get rid of those because those are actually costing me a whole lot more sure think about it, if i'm if i'm investing and paying 20 percent um i mean if i got a credit card with 20 percent interest rate mm-hmm. over a year and let's say it's a thousand dollar balance and let's say i invested one thousand dollars and over that year i made seven percent interest mm-hmm. but i paid 18 percent interest or 20 percent interest on the credit card i actually didn't make money that year right you know so i want to clear out those high ba- high interest rates um interest rate debts, mm-hmm. then I want to build my emergency fund, which is mm-hmm. three to six months' worth of your income. Mm-hmm. So three months if you have a two-income household, six months if you have a
0: single-income household. Months e- three months each if you have a two-income home, or three you months total for the whole you household? Could, you could do three months total um, okay. if you have because two. Because they're two in income. Yeah, so if one, is
1: you know, the likelihood of both of us losing our job same day is a little, you know, it's less likely. So mm-hmm. in that case, if one of us was to lose our job tomorrow, still got one income coming in, and then with some of the other Things that may come in, we may be able to still sustain. Mm-hmm. Um, so build my emergency fund and then, um, um saving and investing like crazy. Mm-hmm. So that's when. So kind of if in natural order, that's what I would do.
0: Um, what about mortgage debt? Is that less? Is it less important to get out of that as fast? I mean, well, maybe not as fast because it's not, you know, twenty one percent, twenty five percent car note. Mm-hmm. Um, is that a a better debt to hold on to while you're raising up your, you know, your savings and investing. Yeah. So I'll do
1: that simultaneously. So once I've cleared out some of the bigger debts, then I'm starting to focus on, I want to clear my mortgage faster than the, the terms. Right. So right. they tell me 30 years No, if I can get it done in 15 or 10, sure. let's do that. I'm going to do that. Um,
0: but I'll do that while I'm simultaneously investing and saving. Gotcha. You, gotcha. You, gotcha. You, gotcha. And one more thing about the, um, um you say something about financial offense and defense and I want to close with this. Um cuz we this has been really good but we we're, we're in our time. How do you play financial offense or defense? Let's just close with that today. All what right, do yeah. you mean by financial offense and defense?
1: Yep, so the offense and defense um the whole concept is like this idea of um it's, so if I'm playing offense, I'm making a lot of money. So I'm, mm-hmm. I do think so. I, I you know, I, I'm a high income earner. Mm-hmm. I invest really well and make a lot of money that way. Is um, there a
0: is there a number, like, is there a kind of a understood number in the financial, financial world to consider somebody a high income earner, or is that just, is that relative to, just wh- who's who's in the room? Is that kind of, yeah, um, or is there a number when you say when you hit that mark? you're in the high income earner is there a number or is it yeah, just kind of like is it just based on where you are and yeah I, it's on?
1: probably likely it's based on it's probably uh more than likely based it's based on tax brackets mm-hmm. i don't know the exact right now with tax brackets though so okay. I, I won't go into it but okay. um but yeah if i'm high income based on a tax bracket um it can be it's part that Mm-hmm. in that and then it's like you know business deals all types of things that i do to move forward financially right to make more um and then playing a defense that's looking at like your savings your household your in- your habits and things like that mm-hmm. so i can make a ton of money playing real good offense mm-hmm. but then if i spend it all i'm not playing any good defense to mm-hmm. to balance that right and
0: and i could make it all day but what's the point in making it if you don't keep none Antoine Walker made 110 million dollars playing for the Boston Celtics. And went bankrupt. Great run. offense, no defense. No defense at all. He had
1: a mean jump shot too. I don't know if he yeah. blocked shots well though. Yeah, he probably. Yeah, <laughs> he he pri- probably <laughs> was
0: a defensive liability. Exactly. In
1: his life and in the court, right? Ex- exactly. But you talk about one of the greatest. I mean, one of the greatest yeah. on the court right he now. Can. He can chase down a. Yeah, uh, you might have been about to go to Jordan. I'm talking about Le- LeBron, just in sense of you know we argue about him all the time, but he'll chase you down and block you, block yeah. your fast he'll break and a heartbreak, break and then um in a heartbeat Mm -hmm. and then but he can also he can he can play some offense you know and that's what you know playing both sides really well Mm -hmm. that's what's going to get you to the championship and in in finances or in your life when you talk about what's going to get you there Mm -hmm. it's playing two sides really well i'm going to make it but then when i make it i'm going to keep some and i'm going to manage what i make really well
0: that's great man that's great man you have blessed us today with your knowledge i know there's so much more you could say and share with us and um We're blessed to have you at Zion Church, blessed to have had you to come and speak at the uh, family conference and educate us there as well. So just thank you, man. Thank you for your your business and your ministry. I consider this a ministry because it aids people and supports people in a very important area. And um, thank you for doing it at a grassroots level. I mean, I know you won't always be down here with us regular folks (laughs) doing it because, you know, know, as God blesses you, you're going to have different clients, you know. But I'm just grateful for the knowledge you dropped on us today, man. I appreciate, appreciate it. And this is where I plan on being. I yeah. want to be
1: with I want to be with us, man. You're gonna I want to see us build beyond where we are. If we all progressing, that makes us all better. So that's what
0: I want to do. And Thanks, thanks for having me. I appreciate it. My man, my man, my man. Martin Booker's bringing back Black Wall Street, y'all. Oh, let's do uh, it. Hey. Let's hey, do it. Hey, thank y'all so much. If you want to uh, share this, share please share this with people, particularly people who have challenges with their credit, not wear these scams. Martin really shared a lot of important information today. Spread the word. Share this link with somebody that can really learn from him. Follow him on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter, Martin Booker. Mm -hmm. Get at him. Black wealth is black health. My man. We'll see you next time right here on the Keep Battle Podcast.